hands together for Sarah and the team. That's phenomenal. Fantastic. Well done. Brilliant. Well, do you want to grab the seats and get them ready? You know, I think Easter is the greatest statement of hope that humanity has ever received. In fact, I'm convinced that Easter is the greatest statement of hope that we will ever receive. Jesus, dying on a cross, Son of God, perfect, dying on a cross, taking upon himself the sins of the world, the weight of the world, the injustice in the world, the imperfection in the world, and doing all of that so that we can have relationship with God. If that is not an incredible statement of hope, nothing is. It's an incredible statement. Incredible. Well, in just a moment, I'm going to talk to, ask a few people on a panel, which will be behind me. Actually, if you guys want to come, you could start to make your way up the front there. It would be great. But as they come, I want to read you some scripture because I think reading the scripture is incredibly powerful. And it's one thing to have a head knowledge of who Jesus is and what he did, but it's something else for it to drop from our head to our heart. And I think the best way to allow it to drop from being knowledge to revelation is by reading the Word of God and allowing the power of God to minister and to speak to us through His Word. And for a few minutes, I want to read from Ephesians chapter 1. As you know, I'm doing a, a series on Ephesians this year. And I don't want to explain the Scripture, but I want to read for you, for you from Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Now, it's a fair whack, but I want you to put the filter of Jesus on, of seeing Jesus, the filter of listening when the Scripture's talking about Jesus and who he was and what he's done and what he's doing. If you can listen to it with those ears on, I think you'll be amazed. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding Christ. It's a plan to, to fulfill his own good pleasure. And this is the plan. At the right time, he'll bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. 
Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and your love for God's people everywhere, I've stopped thank- I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you consistently and constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope He has given to those He called. His holy people, who are the rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for all of us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heavenly realms. Now he is so far above any ruler, or authority, or power, or leader, or anything else, not only in this world, but in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. Once, You were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit that works in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. See, it's only by God's grace that you and I have been saved. For he raised us up from the dead along with Christ, and he seated us with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. So God can point to us for all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us, as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus 
so we can do the good things he planned for us to do long ago. It is all about Jesus. Easter is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus going to the cross. It's all about Jesus, the sacrifice he paid. It's all about Jesus being the key to the lock which restored relationship between us and the Father. It's really easy to know that here. But my prayer is we will know it here. Because it's when it gets here that it's powerful. That's when it gets powerful. As long as it stays here, yeah, it's knowledge. That's good. It's, it's good to have knowledge. But when it gets to your heart, that'll change the way we live. When it gets to our heart, it'll change the way we view life. When it gets to our heart, it'll change the way we perceive things. When it gets to our heart, it'll change what church is about for you. When it gets to our heart, we start to understand, as 1 Corinthians says, that we have been fused to the Spirit of God and that we're no longer the same. It's amazing. Easter is the greatest expression of hope humanity will ever receive. Easter. And here we are. Easter Sunday. It's awesome, isn't it? Celebrating the resurrection. The cross was empty on Easter Sunday. Well, the grave was empty, actually. The cross was empty on Friday night. But the grave was empty on Easter Sunday. So that brings me to the panel because Jesus is the greatest hope the world will ever know. That's why Easter is the greatest expression of hope. Matthew chapter 12 tells us that Jesus is the hope of the world. Jesus is the hope. That's why Easter is the greatest expression of hope. But I want to ask these guys here a question, and they're really looking forward to it. You can tell, eh? And the question is this. It's if, if Easter is the greatest expression of hope known to us, to people, to humanity, how do you outwork this hope in your life? Good question. I'm going to ask it again. And you need to listen, because I may take my attention off them and come and ask you. Okay? So be ready. If Easter is, lock the doors. If Easter is the greatest expression of hope known to humanity, how do you outwork this hope in your life? Do I have a volunteer to start? Aaron. I'll start off. Yep. Fantastic. Well, I guess that, that feeling of hope for me is knowing that um, as strange as it sounds, I'll never be good enough. And that to me is it's kind of like the performance sort of thing where we try and be as good as we possibly can. But at the end of the day, it's only because of Jesus that we're actually made holy. And the way that I find I work that on my life is that, you know, I don't, I don't deserve that grace. I don't deserve that love of God. So the people around me, I need to love them like they don't deserve. Like even if they're absolutely, you know, pushing all my buttons and making me want to just go like full rage monkey on them. Like I just, I have to try and decide to be, you know, like the father would be and love them like they don't deserve so that hopefully through that they can see that, you know, that God isn't this guy who's just judging. It's, you know, there's a grace there which they can receive, which, you know, it doesn't quite make sense, but, you know, it's, 
it's there and that it's what they don't deserve. So, yeah. Very nice. Excellent. Good answer, eh? Superb. Someone else? Come down the scene. Denisha. Working? Yes, working. <laughs> um, appreciating things like your family and just everything he gave you and just sharing everything he's given you, like your personality. Like if someone's feeling bad, making them happy with God's love and yeah, yeah great. sharing his love. Great answer. Great answer. Cool. All right. Um, well, for me, this hope is so big. Um, it's, it's my life. And without this hope, my life would be nothing. Um, and because it's so great, it's something that I feel has to be shared. So I suppose in my sphere of influence within my extended family who aren't Christians, um, I try and share this hope through being open about my faith not trying to hide it, not being ashamed of it, and um, just trying to live like Jesus would and love them like Jesus would. And that sort of, I suppose that spills over, hopefully, into all areas of my life, and especially in my work, um, when I'm doing my social work, you've got to view your family and the kids and the parents that you're working with as Jesus would, and um, I try and sort of give them that hope that there is a, a better future for them. And um, I suppose just treating them with dignity and respect and acknowledging their strengths um, and seeing them as Jesus would and then out of that loving them like Jesus would. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. Um, for me, it's just knowing that no matter who you are and where you come from, um, Jesus sees everyone equally. Right. Um, he's always going to be there for you and walk along your path with you. So um, at times when you're feeling low and as if no one's there with you, God's always going to be there for you and you can always rely on him. Great. Great. What are you thinking, Jackson? Uh, I just feel it's uh, encouragement. Yeah. So talking out to people at work or school or something. Right. Or doing stuff like this, coming up on stage and talking. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> good on you. We'll encourage you, mate. That's good. That's good. Can, can I just ask you all a question? Because I just asked you really quite a deep question. And um, it's obvious you can only answer the question if you're perfect yourself, isn't it? Because how else would you offer hope to a world if you're not perfect? So... Denisha, you're perfect? No. No, Marcia? No. Jackson? No. Melina? Aram? No. <laughs> and made perfect in Christ. Fantastic. So they're qualified to answer, aren't they? Because you've got son of Christ, daughter of, uh, son of God, daughter of God, son of God, daughter of God, daughter of God, makes them fully qualified to answer the question. Yeah? Fantastic. You guys can sit down. That was great. Thank you. Yeah, we'll put them there, eh? Brilliant. Thanks, guys. Well done. I won't ask anyone else. But I will ask you, how do you express this incredible hope in your day-to-day -day life? 
We've just ascertained. Now, if five out of five weren't perfect, there is a high chance that the rest of us are not going to be perfect either. Hey, except Peter. He's the exception. So obviously we do not have to be perfect to be able to express this hope in our areas of influence, wherever that is, whether that's school, whether that's in the family, whether it's at work, whether it's at university, wherever it is. We don't have to be perfect. All we've got to have is a revelation of the hope that will then leak out of us. It's got to go from here to here and then just let it leak out of us. And you will make a difference wherever you are. I will make a difference wherever I am. How can I do that? Well, Lord, help me to be purposed in it. Help me to be courageous. Give me courage, God. I need courage. I need a big heart. I understand I belong to your family and I am kingdom focused. All those things come into play. But really what it's about is experiencing the love of God so that we can share the love of God. You don't experience it, you can't share it. You don't experience the love of God, you can share goodness, little g. But to share goodness, capital G, you need to have a revelation of the love of God. Experience the love of God, share the love of God. Quite easy, isn't it? I think we can do that. I think Linda can do that. I think Jan can do that. I think all of you guys can do that. Experience the love of God. Share the love of God. Yes? Yeah? Because that's what Easter's about. It's about relationship. It's about what Jesus did to connect us back to the Father so that we can experience the love of the God, so we can share the love of God. That's how simple it is. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for your church. I thank you Jesus went to the cross, that he died, that he rose again, and in the process, he made access to God available for every single person. Whether they understand that or not, you made access for every single person. And tonight, Lord, at Easter, we want to say thank you. Thank you that we have encountered the greatest hope ever offered to humanity. Thank you that you paid the price that we deserved. Thank you that you have connected us to the Father as we've put our trust and our hope in you. And Lord, as we've experienced your love, I ask that we would naturally share your love. And Father, where there's a deficit of courage, tonight I ask that you would release courage in the name of Jesus. Where there's a deficit of purpose, I ask that you would release purpose in Jesus' name. That there would be a knowing of belonging. that we would be big-hearted enough to share what you've freely given. And that all this would become kingdom-focused, that we would see your kingdom expand, that we would see people come to know you day after day 
that we would see people introduced to love himself day after day. And I ask you to keep your heads bowed just for a moment. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, I would like you to invite you to start that journey tonight. I'd like to invite you to invite Jesus into your world and start a journey with the creator of the universe, the one who gave everything so that he could walk with you, so that he could connect you and I to God. He is the key that undoes the lock in our lives, that opens us to divine love. He is the key. And Jesus gave us a choice. He said, look, you can accept what I did at Easter. You can look at that and you can see what I did and you can say, Jesus, I believe. I invite you into my world and I want to walk and learn to walk with you. Or you've got the choice. You can say, no, I don't want a bar of it. But when we choose Jesus in this life, we choose him for eternity. Unfortunately, the same is true too. We reject him in this life. We reject him for eternity. The stakes are large. Just a second, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand and give me a wave if you've never invited Jesus into your world or if for whatever reason you've stepped away from him and you want to step back into that place of relationship tonight and run again. And by lifting your hand, you're saying, Sheridan, I'm choosing Jesus tonight. I'm choosing to walk with Jesus. I'm choosing to come back to Jesus. However it is, I'm choosing to get on the pathway with Jesus and acknowledge everything he did at Easter. So in just a second, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand if you want to do that. And I've got someone just watching out for you tonight because we'd love to pray with you as we finish. Tonight, if that's you, if you're going, man, I, I need to get in relationship with Jesus. I need to come back. You know, if the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, your probably hands are a bit sweaty and your chest may well be thumping right now, but jittery, often that's the way the Holy Spirit stirs us. If that's you tonight and you know, you need to take some action to get on the journey with Jesus. Can you give me a wave now so I can see you, please? Just make sure I see your hand. Thanks, I see your hands. Fantastic. I've seen two people respond so far. Please make sure I see your hand tonight. If, it's, if you need to do that, can you give me a wave? I'm only going to wait a couple more seconds. Fantastic. The Bible tells me that when one person gets their heart right with Christ, the angels have a party. This is my paraphrase. The angels have a party in heaven. So if the angels are partying right now for these two people that responded, I think we should give God a big cheer as well, eh? Fantastic. Thank you, Jesus.
let's pray and then I'll hand it back to Luke. Father, I thank you for Easter. I thank you for everything that Easter represents. And my prayer today for us as a church, Lord, is that head knowledge would drop to heart knowledge. That we would know what it is to walk daily and open before God and also with God. Father, that every person here would know what it is to experience the love of God and that we would share the love of God. I ask your protection on every person this week. I ask that as we leave this building, you would give us the courage that wherever we are, whatever we're doing this week, we would do our best to be like Jesus and that you would be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't we give Pastor Sheridan and our panel a massive hand. Fantastic. We're going to finish off with a song celebrating uh, God's goodness and what God has done in our lives. But can I just remind you, as a church, we love to be purposed about our giving. So there's giving stations um, just outside the doors at the end to your left and outside these doors here to your left. And so uh, they're available there for you to use. But church, why don't you stand? Why don't we praise God um, for this fantastic Easter Sunday?
Fantastic church, have a great week. Share goodness with somebody and young adults are going to the helm.